0: What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, nfl.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes.
1: The Dave Damaschek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
2: Hi and hello, football fans. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. As you just heard, they're available on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com slash podcasts and beyond. And as always, we are presented by McDonald's. Headquartered out of Chicago, Illinois, where we have just returned from miserable weather. Delightful times. Speaking of delightful, joining us in Studio 66 today, one of our very favorites, not just here. I mean, listen, sincerely, as nice as it gets in this industry or really any of the other various industries in which I've worked, Charles Davis is here. We'll get into talking to him a little bit more, but as we've been doing the last month or so, it's time for the hurry-up offense. Some quick questions, quick answers. Handsome Hank's here, too. There's
3: the whistle. Charles Davis, who's the starting quarterback in Denver in 2016? Mark Sanchez. L.A. Jared Goff. Philly. Carson Wentz. Jets. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Handsome
4: Hank, Denver. Paxton Lynch. L.A. Goff. Philly. Wentz. Jets. Fitzpatrick in the end.
2: Charles Davis went to the home of one of the great college football fight songs. What's your favorite fight song, Handsome Hank?
4: I don't really. I can't say I have a favorite. Who doesn't have a favorite college football fight song? Shame uh, on you. All right, fine. Charles Davis. Leicester City. Yeah, Leicester City's one. <laughs>
2: Leicester right. City. Rocky Top ain't bad. How many pounds did you gain in
4: Chicago, Charles Davis? Minimum of seven per day. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome. I if I lived there, I would gain probably four hundred. Yep. But I but in the in that week, I would say somewhere around ten. <laughs>
2: I will say I will answer my own questions. Denver, it's going to be Sanchez to start the season. L.A., it's going to be Golf. Philly, it's going to be Wentz. And for the Jets, I'm going to go with uh, Geno Smith to start the season. I want to talk about. Here's what Atkenberg. I think. Though. I That's- said
4: Lynch. But I think, I think he'll wind up starting more yeah. games. If you're talking about day one, I think it'll be Sanchez. But I think in the, they're, they're going to pull Sanchez out of there pretty quickly. I, I
2: like his answer. And I wonder where Fitzpatrick lands. I, Let's cause get cause into that. Best like fight it. song is the University of Michigan. I don't root for the University of Michigan. The most underrated fight song is Army's. Look it uh, up. Black tie behind the glass. Fight, if you can fight on that brave one old
3: Army There's there's nothing like it at Mikey Stadium. Never been to one of those games. You've got to get there. You absolutely have to. I would suggest an early to mid-October game. Go there. Stay at the Hotel Thayer right Mm. there on the base. You roll in. Watch the cadets. The long gray line comes in when they come in for the game. You'll hear the fight song. And I will recommend a book. When Saturdays still, what was it? Was when Saturdays still mattered most. I believe it's called Mark Beach wrote hmm. the book. Former right. writer of Sports Illustrated, the last undefeated Army team. Colonel uh, Colonel Red Blake was still the head coach. Wow, that long! 1958 ago, huh? team. I think they had a tie in there. It's a phenomenal book, phenomenal read. And if you don't end up back at uh, the banks of the Hudson after that, forget it. But if you're going to go, just tell me you're going. Give me give me notice. I will have my man, guy that I grew up with, he's the executive associate athletic director there named Bob Beretta, and he will make sure you have the time of your life. You will All see right. everything you need to see. You'll see how you'll see how see they why they built West Point where they did, because back then ships were the problems of coming to get you. Uh-huh. And how they had them closed out on the Hudson, where if you came in the way you had to turn and navigate, I they see. had you. Yep. I mean, it is it is phenomenal, absolutely. You, you can feel the history. When you're walking around, you can feel the Oh, posts. I'd love that. I'd and love it that. is absolutely sensational. Bob and I grew up rival towns. We started playing against each other in the 6th or 7th grade. Bob played uh, baseball St. Bonaventure and has gone on to a fantastic. Now, career. now back up real quick for me, if you would. You mentioned something called a book. Yeah, I'm not. What is, <laughs> I'm
2: not familiar with.
3: Well, in the old days, it was actually a thing that had had these. It's kind of a little bit had a little heft to it and it had pages and you turned them and you read them. Nowadays, it's this little thing that you punch buttons and right. it lights up. I've seen that.
2: Uh, that yeah, that that's yeah. now that rings a bell. Yeah, hit it, black tie. <laughs>
5: now took a second that, to get Shack going there but I how, love how it,
3: it how about the service academies? it's the best you got that one you go up in Air Force off
5: the Air Force
3: off we go into the wild blue awesome. Got anchors away. Anchors away is good,
2: but I think most people would say that's the best of them, and that's not my favorite. I
3: grew up an hour from West Point, so that's where my allegiance lies. Oh, as a
2: child growing up on the banks of the Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, PA, Pitt and or Navy – I mean, I'm sorry, Army and or Navy would roll through would Pitt roll Stadium through. once a season, and so I got to see the glorious sight of the servicemen and women coming in in the, in the uh, Grays or in the Navies, and either way, it was, a, it was a sight to behold filling full sections of Pitt Stadium. It was neat stuff, and of course, as a Pitt fan, it was also nice because Pitt would always house whichever team it was are, are you, that came through there.
3: Are you up for Air Force at all?
2: Now, well, I, I'm down with the Air Force, but, but I didn't—I've never witnessed them. Can I listen I, g- to it? Give
3: it to me real quick.
2: Oh, oh. into the sun, Da-da-da into the wild blue yonder. I, sh- I used to know the words.
3: You remember they had that great run of uh, option quarterback, sure. right? While, that was that thing. Know? Exactly. D. Dallas was there. I mean, they had a bunch of guys that just ran through there. They ran that triple option. They had the one kid who, kid who I Fisher thought was going to Ken Hatfield to Fisher to Barry, and they just just yeah. just just rolled. They were winning big time games for a while there in the mountain of what is now the Mountain West Conference. BYU was their nemesis. Yep, the that's team, right. One team they couldn't get past most of the Fisher time. Fisher DeBerry, boy. Yeah, it's a I love
2: the college football history talk, and I mentioned Pitt Stadium, and I looked you up on Wikipedia, Charles Davis. That's my research, boy. Right. I dig in on that. I don't know about this book business you're talking about, but <laughs> Wikipedia never fails me. And I learned, I already knew, of course, Charles Davis was a fine football player from the state of Tennessee, and he matriculated at the University of but I didn't realize 1983. You were a freshman there, and your first game ever then in Neyland Stadium was yes, against, against the Pit Panthers.
3: Pitt, the Pit Panthers. And do you know John Canjemie? I I love John
2: Canjemie. A good and dude. He, he, and I. Let me tell you something about that. First of all, that game, as I'm sure you recall, you lost. Pitt went in there, and I remember watching on TV. You rub it in. There yeah, were yeah, 102,000 yeah. people there, if I'm not mistaken, we were that day. we rolling. And I, I wow. couldn't believe it. My young brain couldn't fathom. That, that, was, a, that, was, that
3: was an average crowd for us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who –
4: and So
3: you the, went to this game?
4: No, I
2: remember I watching it on watch. TV, but I would go with my old man right. to see Pitt play periodically yep. with Foge Fazio and Jackie Sherrill and uh, and Mike Godfried and beyond. In fact, as I've told you before, Handsome, I once attended – I think it was 86 with Congemi as the quarterback, or it might have been 85. Either way – Jeff George's and uh, Rod Woodson's, Purdue? Boilermakers, yeah, went up 14 nothing in the first four minutes of the game. Pitt won 42-14. Nice. And Congemi was the quarterback. And in the early fourth quarter with Pitt well ahead, but Congemi still in at the quarterback position, the defense was out on the field for Pitt. And uh, I turn around, my father in West Lafayette in ross uh, in Rossade Stadium. I turn around. Where's my father? Where is he? Oh, he's sitting on the bench talking to John Kinchemi. And I, I go over to listen to, to the content of their conversation. My old man's bending his ear about golf. And then you know on number 15 how a dog legs there? And I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid, and I said well- – Old man, what do you? He's playing a game. You can't what,
3: talk to him. What, what course was he talking about? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, remember. Was something was about the, you know, fifteen at Oakmont, John, something you know, like that.
2: Summer. And I and Jemmy I brought this up to him because he has until very recently been doing Dolphins yes. uh, radio right. down in Miami, and I brought this up to him, and he said, "I remember that," and I remember saying, "Hey, Doc, I got to run for a second, and I, I had to go back out on the
3: field." <laughs> Here's the best part for me with John and that game you're talking about, he didn't start. Right, okay. Cummings got hurt. Cummings gets hurt. Alvin Tolls, our linebacker, hits him. Alvin ends up being a first round pick with the New Orleans Saints, I believe, that year or the next year. Hits him, knocks him, knocks him out of the ballgame. Probably the worst thing that happened to us. Because <laughs> we were at that point 0-0, zero, zero, somewhere in that neighborhood. We got inside the pit twenty three or four times in the early going of the game, came with the field goals. And <laughs> next thing I know, Jemmy comes in. And who was that great receiver? Colin, Dwight Collins.
2: Dwight Collins, who I figured, and he was very productive with Marino. Who John Cummings all summer long was slated. They had three quarterbacks yep. they were choosing from. Right. Chris Jellick was yeah, the Chris third Jellick guy. was the third guy, and they were deciding Cummings gets the gig. There was optimism. This guy's going to be good, and he and, and he
3: breaks. He breaks his collarbone. That's what it was. And yeah, he, right. And he's out, and Kajemi comes in. Cover three deep. You know, each each defense back has thirds and save strong safeties underneath, and on the outside third Dwight Collins just takes off and goes and Kajemi just heaves it <laughs> and sticks it right on right him. beautiful throw I end up tackling him into the end zone so that doesn't matter Really yeah, wow so Dwight Collins oh that does you a whole lot of good Number he 32 scored. Dwight Collins he just scored and they beat us 10-13 to 13-3, 13-3, 13-3 cuz we end up with a field goal for all of our work that game Pitts first first down in that game middle of the third quarter Wow. We, we were <laughs> wow. stuffing them, dominating them, and then Kajemi comes in, sticks it to us, and you know every time I talked to him, he's got that nice little grin. That would have been tailback. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. If memory serves, that would have been tailback Joe, era, Joe right? McCall era, right? Number 34 but for the, those but, but the
3: best part of that game, Bill Fralick, Monster, mm-hmm, yep. offensive lineman, Reggie White. They went chest to chest wow. all day long. The yeah. two mastodons just pounding each other. That is awesome wow. cool stuff. stuff. So, so, congratulations to the Pitt Panthers for sticking it to us. And <laughs>
1: 50 years <laughs> ago. <whole>
3: See?
2: <laughs> Isn't it nice when you come in here? Deal. I immediately jump <laughs> okay. on you and remind you of right. the loss.
3: L- last thing. If we don't give equal time, we're all in yeah, trouble. Yeah, right. You're right. Naval Cat. Yeah, I want to hear it.
2: Anchors away. My boys. Anchors away.
3: You visit, have you visited Naval Academy? Yes, I have. And am an Have you been to Naples? I have not. How about John Paul Jones's, right? John Paul Jones's, hey. da- or it's Davy Jones. But John, Paul Jones. John well, Paul Jones. Yeah. Well, John I- Paul Jones's uh, uh, coffin, right, in the middle of that building. Oh, yeah. I,
2: well, I'll tell you, I haven't been on the campus, but they do walk around in the full on white, right. the bell bottoms and the little uh, funny little hats and everything. That would be enough maybe to make me not go to the <laughs> Naval Academy.
4: Yeah, I th- you would have a hard time with that. So, OK, I, can I deliver? Because that's the first time I've
2: little towns.
4: That's the is. first time I've heard any of those. Uh-huh. I'm going to deliver my ranking. Yeah, yeah we'll see it. Navy, uh-huh. Army, Air Force. One, two, Na-
2: Look at that! in a okay. mild
3: upset, Navy goes to number one. I, I think that's the probably that the prevailing right. opinion. But to me, I, I like it. It's Army. jaunty.
4: That one, that last one, was a little more um, upbeat.
2: Speaking of ranking, they've
3: won thirteen in a row over Army. It's
2: sad that that? you know there was a time where I used to say that is the best rivalry in sports, not just in college football or football. It's the best because it's the one. You know how people say in the state of Alabama it doesn't make a difference if you go one and twelve as long as the one One. is against the rival. But that's not true. If Alabama went one and twelve, no one would be be happy. There's gonna be
3: some changes. Yeah,
2: I don't think that would go over. But in Army Navy, that is in fact true, and I don't think there's any other rivalry in which you can say that. But it has gotten so one sided; it's not as pleasurable as. It once was. Army's H-
3: coming back this year, baby. This is the year. Is that right? Is the Look, who knows everything about uh, the about Army? R- rooting, rootin' on the cadet.
2: Charles Davis also knows a lot about the NFL draft, as you probably just witnessed on NFL Network, NFL.com and beyond. Handsome Hank and I are going to dig in on some Game of Thrones here in what yeah. was another spellbinding episode in just a bit, but let's dig into it now, Charles. And... I mean, I'm all over the place. Oh, one thing I did want to say is muzzle-tough to Handsome Hank because his guy, who he's really – been uh, Moritz Boringer. Am Let's, I saying his name right? You, Moritz it'll, Boringer. It'll do yep. Boeringer. Bo-
4: well, the O and E that the American spelling is actually with an umlaut. And he and I talked about maybe him being the first NFL player, I believe, with an umlaut on the jersey. On the, <laughs> on the jersey. <laughs> that would be that would be, be historic. Cool. He was going to find out from the Vikings whether they have really an umlaut cool. in the in the in the. In Hank, the, we can't thank you thing. enough. For it, was for, it was cool. It was very
3: Listen, cool. We can't thank you enough for what you did with Ball Ringer and and being able to be with him, have him on the set not once, but then after the selection he was co- he he was able to come back with all the things you guys did with him and be able to bring him there. We can't thank you enough well, for us knucklehead sitting there on set to be the beneficiaries of this great show of this you great showed him out. around which I because guess makes you in a way whole uh, you
2: you you guided him through the day which I guess makes you a German shepherd. Very good. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh. Do it for me. Where's my rim shot? I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> no, Well,
4: look, I appreciate that, Charles, but I will say, like, the guy who really deserves the credit's a friend of mine named Adam Dirty. He discovered, he scouted him in Europe. He discovered him. Is he the one he's who's been, been coaching him? He's been coaching him and training him. In, I didn't get a chance to Raton. meet him, but he was and with he's, him, right? He's a,
3: he was with him. He's I saw a fantastic him in the corner guy. there, and I didn't get a chance to meet yeah. him, and I hated that, but he's, boy, he's done a fantastic He's a
4: fantastic job. guy. He's done it with a couple other players as well, and, you know, you're going to see. You're going to see Mo, hopefully, but then another uh, receiver named Anthony Dable, who was there, and a defensive end named F.A. Obada. Anthony's from France. F.A.'s from England. And I really believe. F.A. what? Obada. Uh, originally Nigerian. FAO is Barton.
3: that is that is that not just is he not set up for an endorsement deal as yeah. he hits the league right away <laughs> fao schwartz is just all over this guy i think
2: it all adds up to handsome hank now being officially the number two ranking official in uh in the nfl right now i'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the but case. let me tell you this, this is better there than is no equal so. for charles davis because as i talked about he's a modest fella but it was me Mel Kuyper Jr. and Charles Davis in an elevator on Saturday evening after the drafted rap back at the hotel, riding up, and as uh, you know, people got off on their staggered floors. Charles Davis got off, and then it's me and Kuyper and uh, Pumpkin Pie. I well, I don't know if he had the pumpkin, <laughs> Do you had Pumpkin Pie or not at the time, but Mel Kuyper. I mean, as soon as the doors close, he says, "Boy, that is the nicest guy." in the business and I said yes yes he is, is. Uh, he's, he's awfully and it, nice oh, I went that. on and on it's, what a what a sweetheart you were it's awfully nice I, to say to that I will say that. <laughs> let
3: me say this real quick about Mel he met my dad I'm gonna say seven seven eight years ago at a draft in New York every time I see Mel since then how's your father how's coach yeah. doing what's he up to what's yeah. happening Every single time, yeah, I'm Very sure. Consistent. Classy, yeah. classy way to comport yourself.
2: But all right, we have uh, the time has already run short. Hit the bricks, uh, Charles Davis. No, let's talk okay. quickly about a couple of things yes. here. And first of all, what you know, I don't, I don't want to dictate the conversation. Yeah, what ahead. jumped out to you? What was the most, what was the best pick you saw? Let's start there. You're, you're, you're uh, uh you have a sunny disposition, so that's a good place to start.
3: The best pick, yeah. I was really happy Dallas took Ezekiel. Me too. I was so happy they took him because I like the running game. I can't help it. I was raised on it. This is how it is. I've been talking about the running back renaissance for the last year or so, and we're going to see it next year. Mm -hmm. If everything goes according to plan in next year's draft, People going to have to make some decisions. All that talk about devaluing running backs, it might go out the window. We might have a bunch of them next year we're talking about as being first, second-round kids. So I was happy to see it because, to me, Dallas, everyone said they didn't address defense because I said, okay, you don't have any defensive ends. What are you going to do? Well, they did address defense by handing him the football Keeping the defense off the field. Bingo. Handsome Hanks got it. So I love that pick. Absolutely loved it because it satisfied everything. Jerry Jones wanted star power. He got it. Mm -hmm. He wanted a productive player. He got it. He wanted something that truly helped his team. He got it. And what's going to keep him in the news? He got it. So I thought everything came together on that one. And then the Jalen Smith pick I thought was tremendous. Great TV, great theater. But (laughs) I was like, I didn't know Dallas was in that position. And frankly, I thought it was going to be Miles Jack in that Me spot too, but aren't they essentially in the same spot? But Jalen. But Jack, Smith's- we expect to play this year. Yeah. But it's Jaylen such a myth, we don't expect to play right. at all this year. But, but that's that a, a Jerry
4: move. Thing. Like Jerry's, as a GM, is not under pressure from his owner. You know, so so, <laughs> so Jerry can, can take that kind of a nope. project.
3: He's not gonna fire the G Right, number.
4: exactly. His he's a yes, he's got Tony Romo and he needs to win now because he has that window with Romo, but at the same time, you know, two, three years down the line, the owner's not going to be saying to him, Hey,
3: remember when you missed on that <laughs> second round pick? And and he is brilliant in, in keeping storylines going because right. that all happened. Then as we settled in, he drafted the basketball yep. player out of Baylor. Yep. Which is a Dallas tradition. Hasn't played a game since middle school. Right. Hasn't
4: had a football practice. Since but it's a Dallas school.
3: tradition. You go back. Rayfield Wright, who introduced one of the picks for Dallas. It was a basketball player turned to a Hall of Fame player. remember Cornell Green, yeah. basketball player. I believe it, Utah State turned right. to a Hall. Dallas has a tradition of that. Keeps it going. And then I pick up Monday morning quarterback with Peter King. What's the lead article? Jerry Jones has regrets on not taking Paxton Lynch. Yep. He knows what Boy, what does. kind of move Brilliant. is that to make though Brilliant. when you have Dak Prescott, who has a chance? I mean oh, I think right. Dak
2: Prescott has a chance of being. Jerry's a not worried.
3: Jerry's being. not worried about that. He'll see, he'll go see Dak, put an arm around him and said, <laughs> don't you worry about that article. You were my guy all the time. I was just getting some ink.
2: I agree with the great theater. And it was really a touching thing to see Jalen Smith and you felt bad for him. And, you know, I certainly think college kids should get paid. And so, you know, from the Marcus Lattimore's and the miles Jacks and Jalen Smith's, I'm happy to see guys like that, uh, get their shot. But I mean, I don't, you know, for a team that is in, need in win now mode and the Cowboys certainly are that with 36 year old Romo brittle they take a little pressure off of him with Zeke Elliott that great offensive line as I keep saying I think you know 45-42 is the final score of every game the Cowboys play this year it's a matter of it will be entertaining yeah whether or not they win out there the other team in that division that has a real chance and I know people like the DC picks and they really had a nice draft too so they're gonna stay players in it I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a curmudgeon or maybe I'm just cynical, but I expect them to take a step back this year as the Cowboys kind of rise back up, and I think the Giants will as well. The, the swing and the miss that they made, of all the teams that could have taken Laramie Tunsil and didn't, that's the one. I think they're, of all the teams, they're going to regret it more than anyone you else. about the Giants? Or false, the Giants. About the Giants. I think they had the need there, and they could have really solidified I, things. I
3: think all of that works. Except it's the Giants. it really is, right? And exactly. they're not touching. Same thing as the Rooney. I would boys. imagine
4: he got he went like that was one of the teams where he was taken off the board. I think, I think, I think that, I think that name
3: went <laughs> off their board as fast as as fast because as it's possible. the Giants. They it's don't do, They, they do. don't take those risks ever. I know That's not who they are.
2: I know everybody's beating it into the ground already. Although I let's. know
3: someone will circle around and go, "Well, they kept Lawrence Taylor around all those years."
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Well, you I mean, and I diff- said different era.
2: And, and, LT. one's already in the family right, versus right. one. So now you're yours.
3: trying to help him as opposed uh, to, I think you can probably
2: him. think of who I'm thinking of when I say that the Rooneys have similar yep. sorts mm-hmm. of things that, yep. you might, sure. that you might point a finger at, but of course they don't uh, go out of their way to bring that into, in, the, right. into right. the locker room. If it isn't already there. Um, so what what about uh what about the Joey Bosa pick because that one also to me was a head scratcher now Daniel Jeremiah told the both of us c d on Saturday that he had that guy. As his fourth player, but correct me if I'm wrong, over the last two, yes, six months ago, everybody was high on Bosa. But in the last two months, I heard very little uh, positive talk about him. I heard, oh, he's a Matt Liner type. He's surrounded by so much talent. I think he might just be another guy.
3: I thought that was a bit much. I I wasn't in that camp at all. And my theory on the draft is very simple. We start out, as the run-up to the draft begins, these are the top guys in the draft. And then as we go along, we're like, oh, my God, I'm tired of talking about those guys. (laughs) Who else can we talk about in the draft? Let's pump some people up. Bingo. We pump up other people. We find the the flaws in the guys we like. And then about a week or so before the draft, if you go take your original list and lay it on the draft list at the (laughs) end, you're almost back to where you were. My example of that arc is always Robert Griffin III and Andrew Luck. You remember that. Luck, Mm -hmm. for two years, was the number one guy. And then as we got into it, we got bored and we went – but, God, he's going to Indianapolis, and they're going to be so bad. Remember, we thought they were just going to yeah. be miserable. Maybe they need a quarterback who's mobile and can work. And so, all of a sudden, Robert Griffith became the guy. And then Luck had his pro day <laughs> and, and threw everything into the wind and finished with that 75-yard laser to Chris Owusu that he dropped mm-hmm. and turned and looked at everybody like, any more questions? Everybody went, okay, we're good here. <laughs> and we are right back to where we were. So, that's my theory on that. I think Bosa kind of went through that. We kind of nitpicked him to death. But at the end, San Diego had him as their top guy, according to them, which you know every team's going to say. But it doesn't surprise me. I doubt many teams had him below ten on their board. I really would be surprised if they. So
2: did. you like? So bottom line, you would. They will. Over, they
3: will maneuver him, use him, Dave. They will have him in different spots. Over think,
2: Buckner, you um, like him
3: better than Buckner. I think I would like I I like Bosa a little bit better than I like Buckner. Yeah, I
2: also I mean you draft best player available, and by all accounts it Jaylen seemed Ramsey. to me Jalen Ramsey was the pick there.
3: Yeah, I think what what is what happened with that one was they wanted to get stronger up front. Corey Legit is a very good player who just mm-hmm. gets overwhelmed because he's got to do everything. Bosa will help him in a big way. We may see Corey Legit's name pop up better now. That he has help, and he can actually be a little more free to do things.
2: We've seen, yeah, that benefit. You know, guys like maybe Melvin Ingram also will uh, will get off a little bit more. That's why Andrew Billings
3: backs. to Cincinnati in the fourth round was a big deal for uh, Geno Atkins. He's a guy, you talk about a big
2: dropper. I was asking you, Bucky Brooks, we're Daniel wrong, Jeremiah, why the drop? And people told me, oh, no, he's a media creation. Day of or on uh, Friday morning. No, it was Saturday morning, in fact. He still was on the board and i was asking why i mean all i was hearing about was this is a first round guy and they and
3: did you i was go back told, and look at our top 50 well i did you, i'm talking about look no. at mine bucky's daniel's i guarantee you I, I i haven't looked at everyone's. i will guarantee that he's in the top 20 25 yeah. of every one of us but but
2: then i heard but somebody told me and i won't uh, say who it was but Somebody said, oh, no, he's a media creation. Scouts, NFL teams don't like him. And I said, well, then what What all the buzz? And why, what is the knock on him? Is there some injury we don't know about or something? And they said, no, he's no. bow-legged, and people don't like defensive linemen because their knees tend to give out early in their career. I, I Why has this I, not been mentioned? I he-
3: also, had, also had the bow guys are slower starters off the ball. I got that one too. But I had th- I texted three guys that morning, and what they gave me was – Two down guy with no discernible trait that you take. And every one of them gave me the same comp, Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed is really a two down defensive tackle, but he's such a good run run enforcer that you live with that. There's your discernible trait. There's something that he gives you there. They don't think that Billings gives the same thing. That's what the three gave me. That's why they said he dropped into the fourth round. It's so funny, Because you want guys who can do what nowadays? rush yeah. pass but it's funny the, the ebb and flow
2: like it's one of our the ongoing conversations and if you track my time at the NFL in the last 5 years of our conversations with handsome and and beyond it's funny no, it's a quarterback league now. Oh, the the running backs are dead, but between Levy and Bell and Todd Gurley and now Zeke Elliott, presumably behind that line, you're only going to see those guys continue to right. rise up. And now the new thing is, if you're a nose tackle, if you're a pure run stopper, then your value is way down. I suspect guys like Kenny Clark are going to show their value, is because, as you say, as the run game starts to return Come to back prominence, now right. people are going to regret that Jaron Reed and Eshawn and, uh, Robinson. Robinson, who was po Not a I, happy man. He was angry and was aware in his anger very baldly. But you
3: know something? The Alabama kids, this has happened before. It was Cornelius Ingram from Alabama, I believe. When he didn't go in the first round, came back the second day. Ended up going to Baltimore early in the second round, I believe. These kids, we all thought were going to be first-round guys, right? A. Right. A'shawn, yep. Aaron Reed. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, who was the third? Of uh, Reggie Ragland. Yep. All the Alabama kids come back day two. There's something about these Alabama kids that they may be upset. They, I'll guarantee you the, that night was the longest night of their life. Mm-hmm and i can't imagine being their parents their loved ones up with them all night i mean you talk about mm-hmm. heartbroken and at that age you know Slightly what they are embarrassed. they're embarrassed yeah because they, we've been touted as this and other right. people are not to come back and face the music day too, the bama kids always mm-hmm. do and typically they're productive in the NFL. Well,
4: I I like what the NFL does on day two with those guys as well and actually gives them that moment. Because, you you know, compared to day one where everyone's coming on the stage and they're kind of ushered off quickly, those guys on day two, do, after everything they've gone through, and you're exactly right what those emotions must be, on day two, the NFL gives them a little bit more time yeah, on the do, stage they? because they don't have the the rush of the next it's guy not, it's coming. Not, it's, not, it's not 30-something. Uh, and I, I really like that. I think that, that everyone who
3: did come down on day two probably was glad that they did stick around as hard as it might have been. I'm with you on that totally, and I don't criticize the ones that leave. Right. Okay. I hope everybody wanted to be clear. Yeah. I'm not criticizing the guys who don't come back. Like Miles Jack didn't come back for day two. Mm-hmm. I'm not criticizing them. That's one of the toughest things going. I was a scrub, guys. All right. I was a decent college football player. I was in the 12 round draft. I don't get drafted. I heard you couldn't cover Dwight, cover Dwight Collins. I <laughs> blew that joke.
2: Darn. Anyway. All right.
3: That would be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, at the end of 12 rounds, I don't get picked. Right. Now, who who really knows that I didn't get picked? I know. I'm out on campus feeling like every eye is on me because I didn't get picked. And the truth of the matter is no one even knew I was on campus that day. Right. But that's how it felt. I get and I remember it. driving home to New York to get away and hide for a while because I was embarrassed I didn't get picked. I can't imagine being a projected first-round guy and so not, not go. Network.
2: I get that. I get that completely. But the other side of that, and, and I say this a thousand times around uh, this time of year every year, but – I was you know, I was right there up in the uh right green there. room with uh with A'shaan and his family. I was sitting right there actually talking to Lin Swan and Ike Taylor and who would uh, win that Steeler on Steel <laughs> matchup, which was heaven for me. But anyway, at that time Aceon gets drafted and he had probably ten or fifteen family members with him. And as they as he got you know, for that moment at least all is forgiven. Maybe not by him, but right. the family is so, so overjoyed. Happy, joy, and really, it is, right. I always say, I'm a smart aleck and I like to make fun of stuff. But, man, it is hard. You can't be cynical when you watch it. It's just the greatest but, because you feel their lives. Yes. I, You know, well, time will tell, but they feel like they've got the world on a string. And you can feel that suddenly, Houston, not his, not his life their lives have all just been transformed by this moment and 6 months from now we'll worry if he's making it in 3 years and everything but for that one moment it's it's a, it's you know i mean listen it's, i graduated from high school and my family was happy i can't yes. imagine if i got <laughs> drafted in the nfl
3: and and for you guys who are closer to it the the one thing that i worry not, it's not even a worry but if you're there day one, you know that outfit has been picked. Yeah, I was for just thinking one. about that. Yeah, the right. Day two, one <laughs> day two outfit is like, oh Lord, what am I going yeah. to wear? Because you can't bring a second outfit. Right. Because if you bring a second you're outfit, you're saying you're you've opened you opened it up to that people right, that yeah. maybe I won't go yeah. in the first round, and you don't want that in the atmosphere. Yeah. So you've got to be able to go because you remember when Geno Smith didn't go, right? Yep, and he did come back day two. Mm-hmm. Remember, he had a sweater that exactly. I think his agent ran out and <laughs> bought it. <him>. <laughs> <right. laughs> Just put this over the top of it. we will exactly. be okay. So that's <laughs> what you have to do. But but if you bring a second outfit. You're telling yourself yep. you're not going See, to See, that's why round. I
2: keep the bar low so that I, I just wear the same things right. over, and <laughs> over and over again so nobody would say, like, Just oh, call it a day. Stay, it's day
3: six,
4: and Dave still hasn't been drafted.
2: Last thing before you go, CD, because yeah. uh, you're wrapping up your final moments of uh, 2016 draft analysis, and then you'll go and hibernate until college football season yes, gets sir. going. But the, one, the, the name I feel like that's gotten a, a ton of buzz is Christian Hackenberg. And, of course, Paxton Lynch got a lot of buzz, too. I'm going to make this statement and then just tell me what you think overall about Hackenberg. He's going to be better than Paxton Lynch as an NFL football player. And everybody laughs at me and thinks I'm 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 a fool. But, you know, I Penn State was garbage, and it was a bad situation for him. I mean, there were very few guys on the offensive side with the Nittany Lions the last couple of years when you would watch their game that seemed worthy of a Big Ten field, save Hackenberg. So it was hard to judge him. But the knock on him, oh, he's so inaccurate. He's so inaccurate. First of all, I saw a lot of throws on the move from him, and I use the eyeball. I don't need your fancy advanced metrics. My eyeballs tell me what I need to know about an NFL QB, and he's it. He's big, and he can sling it, and he does it with, with ease. I like this guy, Paxton Lynch. I've watched only a game and a half of his plus some highlights that everybody did, else Did you watch
3: the Auburn Bowl game? Because that, that one will hurt him.
2: Well, yeah, that's one. Maybe I'm knocking him too. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just that. saying. I'm
3: just saying. If that's your if, that's you my know, game. I mean, if that's your view, you're gonna walk away and go, "Yeah, absolutely." Listen, I sat down. I was doing work. I was getting ready. I was doing an NFL game that weekend, so I was getting my stuff together and I turned it on. It's just regular TV. This wasn't even regular tape, so it's you know you gotta be careful with that too. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the first quarter, I think it was a fourth and two play. They have the ball now. Auburn's defense last year, not very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Fourth and two, fourth and one, whatever, they decide to go for it. He fakes the zone read, and he sticks it to the fullback out in the flat, and he knocks the fullback down with the ball because he's inaccurate with him. Kid catches it, but he falls down short of the first down. Click, I'm done for the day. Turned out I went back and checked the stats. He had a horrible day. They got they got rolled, blah, 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 blah. A lot going on at that time with the program. Coach leaving to go to Virginia Tech, blah, blah, blah. He's All those things. But if that's your view of him, it's going to put some questions yeah. in your head. I get that. Here's my thing with Hackenberg. I love the physicality of this kid. When I see him, you're like, oh, man, the big man said, quarterback, kid. You're going to be a quarterback. When you see him fling it around, he looks great. I saw him throwing shorts one day, and I was just like, oh, my God. Who is this kid? Is something. Watch him on tape. We talk about the inaccuracy, blah, 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 blah. Footwork. There's times when guys, you know, he swing pass, and he skips it behind him, and you're like, where was that from? Why is he high and wide here? Some of it is exactly as Dave said. He's getting hit so much. I think that a lot of times he's, okay, where's the rush because of all that? Can you fix him? Because he's such a specimen, plenty of people say, I they, can they fix can. him. Right. And Most if anybody of the time, can, can't Chan Gailey? I would put my money on Chan Gailey before I put my money on a whole lot of other people. I mean, Chan's in that upper echelon of people who have done it in the league and, and have the skins, and the rest of us better just sit and listen when they talk, all right? My thing has always been this, though. If they're inaccurate in college, Hmm. rare you become more accurate accurate. in the NFL. The windows are tighter. The rush is stronger. People cover faster. All those things, it is rare. Now, someone pointed out Matt Ryan to me. Now, Matt was a 59.91% thrower in college, 60%, but he was acknowledged as the top guy coming out his year. The difference being for Christian Hackenberg, who was around a 50, what, 54, 55%, I think overall in college, it was different coming off of his hand. The ball, <laughs> ball was getting there from right. Matt as opposed to with Christian. He didn't know quite where it was going. And as I've said many times, I know I'm not going to get invited to the Hackenberg family reunion, and I get that, but I sure hope that kid proves me wrong because I go back to this with him. Penn State got that horrible probation. He wasn't even a freshman yet. He was the recruit.
2: Yep. I know. That's why I feel bad. I do feel bad for him with that. And he stuck with him. Yep.
3: He could have very easily went, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. He could have done that. He didn't do it. Yep. He hung in there, tried to keep people together, fought his way through. We can criticize him for a lot of things. I think his depth of character, by that move right, right. there, I'm rooting for the
2: and I and, and somehow it's turned into him being beaten up a little bit because he comes in – with Bill O'Brien, and then everything flips, and suddenly it's it's James Franklin, and he's unhappy with the scheme, and he's unhappy with the situation, and now that's a detriment. See, he didn't he didn't uh, rise above that. I think I play. think
3: I think that that some of that is way overblown. I, I really do for him. I think people are looking at it the wrong way. I think ultimately this is a very good kid, a strong kid, who probably got a little frustrated along the way because it didn't go quite the way he expects, right. especially after his freshman year. That freshman year, it wasn't scintillating in terms of wins and losses, but boy, they played their butts off. Yeah, but I, he did too. Right, I, if, think- at
2: the end of that. Rookie, a uh, freshman season. You said, well, obviously he'll be the first. Uh, I mean, we we, we penciled him right his. in,
3: didn't we? Yeah. And, right. and and understandably so. But
4: he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's who's a bad guy and not going to work hard right. to overcome everything that
3: people have said about. Him. That's that's what I feel right. with him too, Hank. I, I really do, and I wish him all the best because he's probably going to punch me in the face when he sees me. Well, I'll <laughs> but, tell you a but couple days. Understand things.
2: it real fast. Uh, I'll just make uh, a couple of points here. Paxton Lynch. To me, everybody loves the pro comps. You know who I see. I see poor man's Colin Kaepernick there, and that's not a compliment. And, and he's it's not funny. the same athlete. And it's funny that the not. No, but I mean, he. I know but you're saying. some of the dis- yeah. the descriptive uh, uh, description you would use would apply to both guys. Um, and it's interesting that we know Elway and Kubiak, presumably, were interested in Cap, and then they wind up with a Lynch. So, I, and the thing I, I say again all the time about these guys you as a scout. And then so many of the, a percentage of the analysts, a high percentage of the analysts on television and otherwise are either ex QBs or ex coaches. You guys all like accuracy you have created and and rightly we have haven't we the number one <laughs> the number one priority for an nfl qb is accuracy
3: dave is right we have the number one, that's,
2: that's above anything
4: else so like
3: everything kind else. of important though you, if you're, you're not I accurate know the know other guys not going to i know it's important it. you know but we the, wake up in the morning and the first thing we say is accuracy accurate. it's but i mean you got i i really do think that there's a little bit too much
2: emphasis placed on it and here are my two examples that uh, disprove that that's the most important thing Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Newton, and by the way, Christian Hagenberger is going to have Eric Decker, uh, uh, Eric Decker, and Brandon Marshall. And what do we always say about? Oh, you know why Kelvin Benjamin's a great fit in Carolina for Cam because of the big because uh, of the big Couch wingspan ratings. that help uh, that helps cover up the inaccuracy. Well, I just right?
3: I just hope that Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall do not have to be go go gadget and have to <laughs> have to yeah. really go up there. And, <laughs> and the other thing, you know, Ben and Cam, what's their distinguishable trait that Christian Hackenberg doesn't have? Winner? Ability to run the football. Athletes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ability they run the football. Ben is not going to beat you running, 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 but he's going to beat you because you're not going to get him down right. initially. You know you know the expression about Ben. You know you're a Pittsburgh guy. It's not the first three seconds of a play that scares me of Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the next three seconds because he gets out of the pocket, creates plays, and next thing you know, he kills you. Cam, of course, with the legs, the ability to run the football, scramble. People fall off of him the same way, and now someone comes open. Hackenberg's not that type of a guy, but let's see if he has that little bit of oak tree in him to keep some people off of him and stand firm and make those throws. I'm I'm rooting for the best for
2: him. Well, he's about as big a kid as I've he's seen a monster a, now. as a quarterback. But there are uh, no little
3: quarterbacks. There are very few little quarterbacks anymore unless you're Vernon Adams. And I know he's getting his opportunity to a couple of places. Mm -hmm. If he goes to Canada, as I suspect he ultimately will, he's going to be the most outstanding player up there. Mm -hmm. Super nice kid,
2: too. I got to talk to him for about a half an hour uh, a month or so ago. And, uh, yeah, really nice and uh, really, you can tell, committed uh, playing football, playing quarterback, not going to make any adjustments. Love that kid. All right, I'm going to go.
3: Charles Davis, gangbusters team.
4: Do
2: you know this is his first ever appearance? Black tie. What kind of booking? Shoddy booking. He should on be your shaming
4: part. black tie for that. That point. is
2: shameful. Why always Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah when Charles Davis is around? Well, nice to see Charles. Charles. Is you of should of the, be uh,
5: He's part of the extended Move the Sticks family, so he feels bad. Actually, he told me prior to He feels like he's cheating on DJ here. But, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: Thank you, Charles
2: Davis. What a mensch! What a great fellow. There he goes, a, uh, a proud volunteer. Not that day in Neyland Stadium when D- Dwight Collins got. No, I don't. I don't want to talk anymore about that. <laughs> let's rank our quarterbacks, handsome. I want to. Where do you think? Let's say what's a fair gauge six years from now? Yep. Six years from now, rank the quarterbacks for me from this class. Yes. Uh,
4: I mean, I think Goff. I think Goff was the right choice, and I, there was so much made of like one's more pro ready, but one has more upside and everything else. I think Goff is going to be a star in LA. I think Goff will be a Will be an NFL star as opposed to just a team star, and you know, in that he will be in LA in this market and is a marketable guy and will be good enough to. Why is he marketable? Because
2: he's got blonde hair. Everybody keeps saying he's a
4: great looking guy. I'm not afraid to say that. He's a great looking guy.
2: He's handsome, but he's He's not. He's very handsome. I I, listen, I was, uh, I stood two feet away from him. He was handsome. Is Tom Brady shaking in his boots? No. Is Cam Newton? Tom Brady's uh, not
4: going to be here to shake him. Oh, books.
2: I forgot to tell you. What Let me it? say that. Oh, we didn't really talk much uh, Chicago trip. Yeah, you so wouldn't really do that real
4: quick. Uh, you wouldn't talk to me.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I was blowing you off. Yeah. No, I I mean, that was the busiest seven days. I, it was busy. I had no time to do anything. I did. I, we went I, out for
4: dinner one time.
2: I have my chums who are still living in Chicago, and I saw not a one of them. Mm-hmm. It made me sick. And, uh... Uh, I did catch up with, why well, I count uh, Jay Gish of Bindle Dog as a pal, but he also is the animator of the NFL. Of course, the so NFL. We, we need to do a new NFL. I know. We were cooking that. One day,
4: one day, here's a guarantee I will make. One day we will do a what if the Rams had taken Carson Wentz. All right. NFL. I'm saying like five or six years from now. We could also
2: do what if the Rams had taken RG3. We could make that one yeah. too, and look back, uh, look back in that way, and maybe marry it up with right now, and whether or not yeah, let off or Carson
4: Ooh, Wentz you just, been there. You, the listener just heard the Inception I mean, and Black Dike when we play the Inception. Some people
2: come to me all the, the time. The Inception, of Dave. How a new do you do? NFL? Dave, how do you do it? Where I, I hmm. say, listen, the ideas are up there like stars. Just reach up there and yeah. grab them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carry on. But so I didn't get to do so I didn't get to do a lot of stuff. Um, but I did catch up with my sister and her two little girls which was a lot of fun to run up and down Michigan Avenue with these two little girls see although it rained on us and that was the theme of the trip there freezing nasty, bone-chilling see, rain. Here's the
4: thing. I am um, I get a little homesick for for the UK and for London. And so when I see rain, because it happens so infrequently in LA, when I see rain, I get kind of excited about it. So the first I couple have the of same, days... I get the same thing. Right.
2: Pittsburgh and uh, yeah. Chicago. So, yeah, I have the same sort of nostalgia for it. The first
4: couple of days, I was like, this is great. You know, you could go outside. You had a coat. You put a hood up. You're fine. It wasn't raining that hard. The Saturday of draft, I spent a lot of it trundling around outside doing stuff. I got back to my hotel room and I was soaked. Like actually like my underwear was wet and it wasn't because uh. it wasn't because I had I had um had an accident. Um <laughs> and I mean it was it was it was that wet and I, you probably could have sailed back from Chicago to LA.
2: Yeah, it was unpleasant. I spent a fair amount of my working time out in the rain, um, because you know, I'm I'm a man of the people. Yeah, you, and you, if they're you, out there, they wanted that's to where mix with you. Um but uh yeah, that wasn't great, but I did meet Zach. Well, I also met. I met Kyle Long of the mm-hmm. Chicago Bears, and I'm I'm saying it now. This this guy is in the pantheon of of our great NFL personalities. Well,
4: and his brother Chris Long is. It? Yeah,
2: I know. I haven't caught up with Chris yet, but Kyle was terrific, and he joins the pantheon that includes Ike Taylor, Terrence Newman, Steve Smith, Calais Campbell. These are some of our very favorites we've interacted with. And of course, AJ Hawk. Handsome. Hawk
4: was there. I bumped into him.
2: Well, I didn't see him. He did. I did see. Him. He did deliver a message. And but his and his father. Oh, his no. his dad was there. I am. Well, he the hawk. We didn't get to cross paths, and I'm sad about that. But I'm do you know sad. what he did?
4: Can I tell you? I don't know if you know this already. Apparently, he was asked to come up up there to to do some bits and pieces. So he and his father got the uh, got their um their what do they call it? A cruiser, you know, like. Mobile home thing. Oh yeah, and drove. They were like, "Hey, let's let's let's, dad, let's go, let's get in and let's drive to Chicago." Oh
2: yeah, he's talked about that thing. Yeah, Yeah, they they have one of those uh, a hawk
4: cruiser or something. I can't
2: think of what it's called. Yeah, the uh, what do
4: you call it? What do you call those things? Black a a mobile RV uh, an RV an RV that kind of thing. I couldn't think of it. But anyway,
2: I don't know know. hawk has not uh, indicated that he's definitely done but he did love being back in his home state and playing for the Bengals in 2015 in a way if he wants to keep playing then i you know i i don't know if he does but in a way i'm kind of happy about this cuz now i have zero reason once again to ever root in any way shape or form for the Bengals and he gave me that for uh for 16 games so you're years. happy that he's I, well I turned that off come January and I'd let him know that as and when he joined us on the show I let him know I like you Hawk but I like the Steelers better and I hope they defeat you soundly and so they did um but I also met – so Kyle Long will have some video for you coming up here. We're going to do a series of that uh, with him because we had a lot of we, – we covered a lot of ground, he and I. But then I also met Zach Miller, the tight end of the Chicago Bears. Talk about a list. Tom Brady, Eric Decker, Luke Kuechly, Cam Newton – you guys have company because Zach Miller, boy, oh,
5: boy. He's a, a good-looking handsome.
2: guy. Oh.
4: We, I met him when we went to eat. He was in the same restaurant as us. and That's right. Yeah, I was I was attracted. To,
2: yeah, uh, Handsome and day. I, our culinary tour across these United States rolled on at a place called uh, Prime and Provisions. It was a very fancy place, steakhouse, and it looked very much like a Baz Luhrmann period. It did, movie. didn't it? Yeah, it looked like something out of uh,
4: – I'm going to give it draft grades. I would give – Ambiance. Is that how you say it? Ambiance. Ambiance. I'm going to give it an A minus. Food, I'm going to give it a B minus. B minus. What didn't you enjoy I about? just, the steak was a little, it was kind of meh. Okay.
2: What was great, though, was the they bacon. started the meal, they gave you a big, thick chunk of bacon, and I, I don't know how to describe it other than to say Well, I'll was,
4: tell you what it was. It's I'll like a two-by-four. It. it was a two-by-four bit of bacon, but they, they'd melted some chocolate on it. Is there that was, true? It was some kind of drizzled chocolate on it. Now, let me tell you something. I chocolate. Know, chocolate. I don't know if you noticed this. We were uh, sharing a table with with I should think six or seven people, and they chopped it up for us and they gave everyone a slice. There was there was a pretty big chunk left, and uh, I think he was your neighbor at the time, and he did it very slyly and very surreptitiously. And he's not here to defend himself. Maurice took that last chunk of, of bacon, and it was I was like, oh, I, I like some of that, and it was gone in a second, in an instant.
2: Now wait, you're saying Maurice Jones drew. Maurice Jones Jr. He ate extra bacon. Yes. It was a gigantic chunk of, of bacon that he got. Bacon. But then the piece he, had he a got piece, was not enough. But that was not enough. He had more. He had all the rest. <laughs> the chocolate bacon. That does not sound like the Maurice that I know.
4: <laughs> I know. I was surprised. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we ate steak. Uh, I had steak two nights in a row in Chicago. Again, it doesn't
4: though, just, look like it. Are so? I did,
2: thank you. I didn't get to have as many delicious meals. I didn't get to have as many good times. But I did uh, get out for some good food a couple of times there, and uh, it was good being back in Chicago. Handsome, the craziest thing. Oh, well, Black Tie wants to give us his uh, body language rankings. I want to talk Laramie Tunsil here real quick. Um, let me give you my quarterback rankings. Number one, I think Carson Wentz ends up being the best of them. Okay. I really like the ease with which, again, this is the eyeball test. Damashek, you can make fun because Dave said last year that Ryan Mallett was going to be really good. Now, listen, he didn't behave himself off the field. I can't account for that. I'm not in charge of what they do off the field. Damashek's eyes, though, tell him who's going to be good and who isn't, and I've been pretty right about that. In black tie, you can make all your wisecracks – I have a pretty good record of of being a QB whisperer and telling you that guy's going to be good and that guy's going to be only so-so and that guy's going to stink. And and I've been watching him. And Carson Wentz gets rid of it, not just super quickly. And he is a high-end, I mean, he pulls that trigger super fast. Not as fast as Aaron Rodgers, but he's up there with how quick he gets rid of it. It's also the ease with which he does it. Everything seems he's very fluid in in every yep. way out there. And I like that and how that translates uh, into pro ball. Jared Goff, I don't know about. I like Christian Hackenberg, so I'm going to put him at number three behind Golf. Cardell Jones, I don't love the landing spot Come there. On, you love
4: Cardell Jones. Just get it out there.
2: I wanted him in Pittsburgh, yeah. I wanted he's, the Steelers. He'll play. He'll play. Sixth.
4: Tara Taylor is as good as he was last year, you know, the, his first four years starting. Got hurt. He's going to get he's, – he's slender. He's a little guy. He's going to get run around too much, hurt. you get hurt. E.J. Manuel is not going to be – you know, probably won't be there past training camp. I think Cardell Jones will start f- three, four games this really?
2: year. Really? Wow, yeah. that's a pretty bold statement.
4: Well, I, I don't think it's that bold. He's going to be the backup on the team, and Tyra Taylor is, is an injury. Well,
2: he's perceived as a project, and so –
4: uh, Well, what else are they going to do?
2: I, You know, I, I you know, he I is – I think they have um, – He's very Ryan Malady when you think about yeah. it, that really long form with the
4: – Hold the, on. The, if two weeks ago you said he was the second-best quarterback in this draft. I but, but those words came out of your mouth and I challenged I you I... on it and you said, No, 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 mark my words. All right, mark my out. words. I just I don't
2: I blah, blah, blah. I don't love where he landed there. That's not the greatest It's good there. for
4: him because he will play.
2: All right. Well, now you're awfully convinced that Tyrod Taylor is going to be down for a month in 2016.
4: I, only, uh, well, he's All right, he's I, had one season in the league, and he was down for a while for exactly the reason that he probably wasn't a starter before, because he's probably not going to be able to take the, the hits that you have to be able That's why you get a guy like Cardell Jones, because he he can take it. By
2: the way, I mean, uh, the, the Wentz v. Golf conversation has been had ad nauseum. But one more thing that everybody keeps bringing up is Carson Wentz played against lesser competition. You know who else did? A lot of other success. Successful guys in the NFL didn't play college ball at uh, in the SEC, and they went on to do just fine. There are plenty of examples at quarterback currently and in the past, and uh, so I, I kind of reject that one out of hand. It's not like he was out there playing – um, against uh, Dave's junior high or something, he was still playing against uh, you know some fine college football players out there. Black tie, go ahead, lay it on me. What uh, or lay it on us? What are the uh, the body language rankings here? Starting us off, Jared Goff.
5: Jared Goff and everyone was going gaga, as you would say, for his, uh, his uh, appearance on draft day. And uh, he looked like the stereotypical or prototypical uh, high school quarterback that you would cast. And, yeah, had some Bond comparisons here and there. A little bit too stiff. Bond
4: comparisons? Yeah,
5: I saw some James Bond comparisons. but. uh he did? I know, it was weird, I know. I think I more high think school that. quarterback. He's a little bit too stiff for me though. Jeez. He's a little bit wow. too I didn't hear any of that. Too right, uh <laughs> too stoic for me. And, and the whole thing with body language for those that don't know, it's all about the quarterback, can he galvanize his teammates in the huddle? Is he going when he looks the teammates in the eyes, are they gonna believe him? Are they gonna be ready to go to war for him? And we saw this with Tim Tebow more so than anybody else. He got in that huddle, all of a sudden these guys believed and were ready to go. How much can you inspire your teammates? That's why I look at the body language meter so much. And I, I just worry that uh, golf is a little bit too, you know, just a little bit too dry on the outside. I don't know if he's going to be able to emote, be able to get those guys in the So who do you like? All right. Well, a I, lot
1: of, a lot of
2: QBs do. cut a pretty dry figure these days.
5: Well, right? um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. If you look at Tom Brady, he shows a lot of fire. Shows a lot of fire. Same thing Aaron Rodgers. He's quiet to the media, but in the huddle those guys, they're not, they're not pretty dry. In the huddle with their teammates in the locker room, they get down to business. I like Carson Wentz. I really do. And people call him out like, oh, you know, he looks kind of weird. And someone pointed out that he his walk-up music at the draft was country music. I'm like, that's fantastic. Someone who's comfortable in their own skin goes out there and is not going to act like, you know, he listens to all this stuff. He's going to go out there and be true to himself. He looks like a gamer. Just like his body language is even playing. He he relaxes. He's Guys, he you know, he has this gamerish feel to him. Like, he's just out there having fun. And I like that. I like Carson Wentz, man. He throws a pretty I, good spiral, there,
2: too. I, you know what? There is something in your overly verbose uh, description there that I I agree with. Shac- like I say, overly
5: verbose. You of all people.
2: I'm not overly verbose. I take the words that I need to tell what I need to tell you. I do. Yes, I need in any conversation. I need eighty percent of all available talking time. But I. But I, every every syllable word is, is is essential.
5: Precise. Gotcha.
2: But I kind of agree with what you're saying there. I I like the the figure he cuts on and off the
5: field. Yeah, a lot of people say golf. oh, Matt Ryan, question mark, and he looks more Sam Bradford to me, and that's a problem. Yeah, uh, I'm not loving that. So. I,
2: you know, his lower half. I don't like his. It's I don't stiff. like his trunk. Uh, yeah, I, there's something <laughs> about. Yeah, I think he looks slight. There's something about him that does not uh, convey big time QB to me. But all right, go ahead.
5: So yeah, those are my top two. I haven't really fully delved in oh, the Oh, Okay, uh, that, gonna,
2: that's, yeah, that's, all, that's, that's all. the uh, body language. Yeah, could get That'll into. be enough. It's like, all
5: right. I got something else though. not oh. uh, this is not football related, but this is soccer related. It's a big story. The, no the champions of the Premier League. Leicester City, shout out to them. Uh, they The odds for them winning the Premier League, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, was 5,000 to 1, which is, to put it in perspective, the Browns to win the Super Bowl are 400 to 1. So it's, it's an all-timer. There's no NFL comparison. There's pretty much no American sports comparison unless you do something like, hey, a D-League team came in and took the place of the Sixers and won the NBA championship in two years I, that's with a, that, the same roster. In,
2: in modern day, in modern time, is the closest thing to it, Butler almost beating Duke? I, don't, no, I mean, I, I don't it's know. Not what's
5: a, it's not even close. It really isn't. I mean, that's not even factoring, like, the salary cap, the lack of a salary cap. The Premier League is made. It's a uh, it's what, great topic. What's top the head. number?
4: You'll know better than me, but how many teams have won? The, the Premier League has been around since, like, 1990, yeah. about then and only six teams have ever won it. Leicester it's, the, it's the exact opposite of of the NFL where like any team can win. You know, if a team like Leicester would have gone into this season and their fans would have been Genuinely, at the start of the season, we'll be like, boy, I hope if we finish 10th this year, that would
5: be pretty They were 14th last season. They were at the bottom of the league at some point last season, and they won it this season with two games of spirits.
2: Well, I say it every time we talk Premier League, but I just wish. I guess Major League Baseball would be the best candidate in American sports for this. Relegation. Let's get some relegation going in one of our sports. That that is uh, we'll that's be marvelous. I stuff.
5: do I do think outside of the NFL, like a lot of American leagues and their structure are very dated. They need to update it. Either with baseball, with with as you keep, like, you keep saying like the NBA and the uh, tournament they should have during playoff time. Update the season. You don't need eighty two games, one hundred sixty two games. Give us the more fun. man.
2: One fifty four yeah. would be better. That if if we'll you sure
5: like it, sure. Dave, I think
4: you know the place to start would be with producers. You know, we could we could start relegating
2: producers, and
4: I I think I know who's op- occupying the. I also at the moment.
2: Bucky Brooks brought it up at the draft. We need to also relegate some uh, gold jacket guys. Some guys <laughs> maybe. uh ah, listen, we're gonna take the gold jacket. And yeah, yeah, it Somebody Thanks. else they deserve <laughs> it. Um, we'll get into that at a. Honey, time. I can't
4: find my gold jacket anywhere in my <laughs> cupboard. Where's it gone?
2: No, part of the ceremony will be yeah. the ceremonial removal of the removal
4: jacket. of the jacket from the closet.
2: I'm sorry, Bob Greasy. Yeah. Hey, you know what you have? You have that feather in your cap as the only quarterback uh, to be undefeated. You got that. But you don't have your gold jacket anymore because I'm giving it to you Maybe blanket. some
4: some current Hall of Famers come and actually, like, remove them from the, <laughs> as the closet door. They're like, no, no, not my jacket.
2: All right. We'll have a lot. Of, I mean, you've seen plenty of draft analysis. Yeah, and we don't. I want to talk tonsil. I just will say, you know, shame the devil, you know, People, the residents of Mount Pius, whoever is responsible for this, shame that was, on that yeah. person. It was, I have no issue with anything. He was an 18-year-old, whatever the video was taken. If he was a 21-year-old, save the irresponsibility if you know you're about to get drafted. That does raise a red flag but otherwise if you're a college kid I don't uh you know I'm not going to moralize about what you do with yourself in your recreation time I felt bad for him across the board I feel sad about the money that he lost I do though think that teams really are going to regret not taking him including the Ravens and the Giants and the Chargers well you know a lot of teams in front of them but how happy are you handsome are you a 10 out of 10 in happiness? Or are you concerned in that, any way?
4: No, for, I'm not concerned about his character. Look, I mean, they didn't do it on video, but I would imagine there are a few more players in this draft class who, who you know, you could have found them a, a picture or a video of them doing something similar.
2: And that's the difference. It's the same it's thing the as, well as it's, it's, other major incidents right. in the NFL. If there wasn't a video of this, yeah. this would have been a, a blip. And he
4: and it was something he had addressed in interviews with not just that team, not with the dust of the Dolphins, but every team. Like he said that this is something that's in my past and it's in my past. He's past drug. I'm not worried about that part of it. I think he's going to be a. I'm more more interested to see how it, you know rolls out. They they have Brandon Albert playing left tackle at the moment. They spent a first round pick on a right, right tackle, Jawan James. Juwan two James. Years ago. And so that, and right. so what do you so. Brandon Albert left the Chiefs because the Chiefs tried to push him into guard when they um, badly, and now on reflection, drafted Eric Fisher with the first overall pick two years ago. the uh, and, and so Albert didn't want to do that. Albert got paid as a left tackle. That really is what it came down to. He was going into a contract year, didn't want to get left guard money when he, was, when he considered himself a left tackle. He's being paid left tackle money, so now his concern to move to left guard is no problem. I think that's probably what winds up happening. Tunsil plays left tackle. Albert plays left guard. And the Dolphins also, you know, I don't want to get into their draft too much, drafted a running back, drafted some more receivers, all of which was pretty interesting because it wasn't like those were the positions that needed. There's no excuses for Ryan Tannehill. This, it's a make or break season under Adam Gase, a head coach who can do things with the quarterback. He's been given all the weapons he needs. It's make it or break it time.
2: And how about uh, they, they also acquired the best name in the 2016 NFL draft,
4: Leontay Carew!
2: Move over, So So Jamabo. Jamabo. I might have to sing about both those guys. You should do at some. I want to hear soon. a caruso. And we'll continue to talk draft, all but that le- kind of let's, stuff. Let's get on to the. But real let's thing. talk Game of Thrones real quick. Here we promised it. Spoiler alerts may be ahead. Galore.
4: there are going to be spoiler. <laughs> alerts. Definitely, maybe there suppose. will be.
2: Oh, by the definitely way, definitely will be. Uh, you're so handsome. Gets a lot of accolades from national media for what he did mm-hmm. with um, with Bow uh, Bow Ringer. And Black Tie just gave us his uh, precious EPL update. And Damischek is twinned, t- trending in the city of Pittsburgh because uh, I made some sardonic remarks about Alex Ovechkin on the heels of Chris Latang getting suspended for a game. And I took a couple pot shots at, uh, so, at the alleged Great Eight as the Penguins lead that series for now at least. Anyhow, Handsome Hank, let's talk about episode two. Of Game of Thrones, and I think highlighted. I know everybody's excited. Here comes everybody first. Spoiler alert! But if you're a fan of the show, how surprising is it? Jon Snow is alive. My question, first of all, is: Doesn't this open a can of worms for the Red Witch? Isn't it, and now isn't all of her waking time going to be spent like, hey, do the uh, raise the dead thing? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what you think that they'll be? Lying? Well, if she can do it for Jon Snow,
2: do, do it for Abdo, do it for Mina. What I like
4: for the Red Witch is it who who hasn't been a sympathetic character for a while. When she was uh, glumly looking at herself in the mirror in the at the end of uh, episode one, and I, if you if you haven't watched it, don't because it was almost <laughs> one of the worst things I've seen on TV. Whitening. But uh, she got a she went presumably in in episode three when when he comes and taps her on the shoulder and says hey thanks for that and she's like whoa you're alive I didn't think I could do that magic she's gonna be you know full of herself a little bit more confident because she was not she looked, it was in a slump she was a bit down in the dumps yeah.
2: I do think it's interesting that none of them with the exception of Brianne, I'm trying to think of anyone else who would fit the description. Has anybody? Is anybody else clean at this point? Everybody's done some dastardly things.
4: Uh, oh, good point. Because it's um, easy
2: to say, well, Theon Greyjoy, and I do say, you know, I have a hard time getting behind um, his resurrection story, wienerless as he is, and I feel bad for him on that front. I wouldn't want uh, Ramsay to to uh, forcibly remove my wiener either and then eat a bratwurst to tease him. Remember that? That was right. one of the weird things. But, yeah. um, I, you know, but but Theon is like, well, yeah, I guess a lot of people have done bad. Who do you root for in this show now? Everybody. Well, John has
5: Snow's bad. hands are pretty clean, right? I guess he's clean. Yeah. But
2: he did, well, he must have, I'm trying to think. Maybe you're right. He's, he's semi-pure.
5: Yeah, he's pretty clean, yeah. What
2: handsome is that? So Ramsey killed his adoptive father.
5: Well, his true father. That's his real father. Yes. Yeah, Lord
2: Bolton made Ramsey Bolton.
4: Yeah. He made him. He was a he was an the illegitimate bastard. son, but he was not. Um, but it was the uh, mother. The this mother show. was not. The show confuses. It's me. very confusing.
2: <laughs> and um, now all of a sudden, I have to invest in what's going on in Dorn and on the Iron Islands and everything. My head's
5: already confused. Did you, with you see the... what they they're bringing in a new element to the show now? With, with Bran, and now there's flashbacks. They. Can I, like I like that. I like the so
4: Bran has been living under a tree with a sprite girl uh and yes. poor old Hodor for like a year and a half now. And and then finally goes And he somehow's magically aged fifteen years. He's, yeah he's 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 uh, he's he's aged a lot. But I mean Same not clothes. surprising. He's been under the under a tree for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I just feel I feel like what, what's what been going on with him? Apparently he's, That's and right. the way he spoke to the old man who was sort of attached to the roots of the tree, he has, they've been on many vision journeys to different places. Like, finally, he took me somewhere I wanted to go. I don't, I'm not, I would like to know a little bit more about what he's And up. Hodor,
2: with uh, the actor playing Hodor, you know, the reaction as he, you know, he did the inflection sort of like uh, Groot.
1: Hodor?
4: In,
2: uh, Hodor? What happened? But then, what happened with him,
4: Hodor? Hodor.
2: But what? Um, and then, did she? What? And then, what happened with that lady? Like, Hodor. I don't. I mean, his inflection of Hodor yeah. was telling. I think he's going to end not up that ha- telling.
4: It, <laughs> yeah, maybe not telling right. enough that you knew what the hell he was trying <laughs> to no, say. No, but
2: Hodor slash Willis was on the scene for some apparently significant events in how we got to where we are. He I mean he's yeah. obviously there with Ned Stark and well, He was already name?
4: old as well. I don't, I didn't, I hadn't Ned Stark seemed older than Hodor what is now but apparently Hodor is significantly older than Ned Stark.
5: But he, they they say he you know, has like six, giant you know he has a giant gene in him or so. Yeah. So And then like a we have the
2: girl just, the girl who rides up on the horse in that one is the one who may or may not
5: Lyanna Stark. What's her name? Lyanna St- Stark. She's Ned's And sister. that's
4: Ned's sister. Mhm. Ned's young sister. Young Sansa back there knows all the stuff, and Mad history. the Mad
2: King, before he went mad, may have made his time with uh, Ned Stark's sister no, no, to the create mad- Jon Snow, which the, is why he would be the heir to the throne.
5: No, the theory is that Mad King's son Rhaegar, take care was the one who spent time with Lyanna Stark, right? And how
2: do uh, you know all this? Because he's Young Sansa. You I know. drink
5: and I know stuff, Jack. That's what I do. <laughs> I drink. The drinking part. Um, uh,
2: that's the theory. So handsome. And then we saw Ramsey, who may be the most diabolical of. He's them all. definitely,
4: and my favorite thing is we're, we 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 get not often that you're given clues in this one, but Ramsey went back and said, has this plan to go and attack. The uh, the wall, the, the Castle Black, mm-hmm. um, thinking that it's just being defended by a bunch of robbers and rapists uh, from the Night's Watch. But of course, when he gets there, he's going to discover a giant that likes wiping people's heads across walls and all the wildlings. And I'm quite looking forward it because I feel like we're being set up for he's going to get his battle. just dessert.
2: And they've – right. And they've taken
4: – right. I don't think it'll be a major battle. I have a feeling <laughs> he's going to go up there and just get stomped on by a giant, and that will be it.
2: Well, Ramsey is no stranger to uh, to the sword play and stuff. He can handle right. himself. We've seen that. Patrick um,
5: Coley asked a great question. Patrick Coley he wrote the Game of Thrones NFL draft.
2: Well, like, well, let me say this. Why is Ramsey not held to the same standard of hatred – among the viewership that King Joffrey was. That's what I was watching. Isn't Jan? Isn't Ramsey worse I think than Joffrey at this point? And yet everybody, everybody hated King Joffrey.
4: But Joffrey was a sadist.
2: Well, so Ramsey's is it, a sadist. Well,
4: th- Ramsey But Joffrey here, Here's the difference. Joffrey was a sadist without actually having any kind of uh, matches. That's not the word I'm looking for. But like he wasn't an you, action hero in any way himself. He was a coward and either. a sadist. Whereas Ramsey as you just said it is no stranger to swordplay so he can he uh, can he's a he's an action man as well right, as, there's as, a, as right
3: it's
2: it's he's, he's a not blue a collar yeah he's yeah. committing the hideous deed right. where Rather joffrey is joffrey assigning just
4: assigning or just like let's torture someone for fun take his left foot
2: right joffrey would just do that where why uh, is
4: that the same as my voice you use for me <laughs> Am I in somewhere? Oh, British, British villains. Are the Am I Joffrey? Jack. I'm a British villain. Am <laughs> I? Eh? That's what's coming Speaking out.
2: Speaking of Joffrey and Ramsay and otherwise, so Ramsay, his father. I say I thought that uh, that guy adopted him. I'm very confused. But Bruce Bolton, that's his name, right? Ruth
5: no, Bruce. Bruce Bolton. Bruce. 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 Yep. Bruce. Oh,
2: well, that's better than Bruce Bolton because I thought that's a weird name for someone who lives in Westeros. But um, Bruce Bolton, who stuck a knife into Jon Snow a couple of seasons ago had a knife stuck into him right. by Ramsay now that was well down on the list of deaths but then Ramsay turns around and has oh. Roose Bolton's wife or his lady yeah, and the then. baby yep. killed by dogs he unleashes yep. some, yes. some 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 feral beasts on the hungry dogs yeah he, he, he and they attack and they rip they rip them to shreds which brings me to this worst death in Game of Thrones
4: that's bad. Um, being burnt alive by your father when he uh, tells you that he loves you is is a bad one too. Having
2: the mountain uh, blow Crush your, your head. skull up by I think, pushing I your think, eyes into your right. head.
4: I think the mountain also. Uh, there was a man who was you know as as you, sometimes as you, there's necessity to to take a pee against a wall, and um, the mountain just came and cracked his head against the wall like it was an egg.
2: <laughs> I mean, um, I would take that one over the ones that we that we just mentioned though. Well, huh? none of
4: these are good. I wouldn't. I mean, listen
2: again. Down on the list, maybe being maybe
4: being shot in the in the in the face with a crossbow while you're um you know um having a bowel movement. By, I wouldn't by your midget your son. son.
2: Yeah, I um, wouldn't want. I wouldn't want someone to chop my head off. Like I, but I don't mean, like, in a battle, like, I didn't see it coming. Like, whoop, my head just got when chopped off. When you have off. to kneel down. And I mean, like, like any Ned- second
4: now someone's going to chop my head off. Ned
2: Stark, be like, getting walked out there and, like, put your head down now. Yeah. And, like, you know, because it's coming. All right. Here's what his highness I would react decrees. very badly to that.
4: I would react very badly to <laughs> I would, too. I, <laughs> would, I, I would, would not just, be brave. I would cry.
2: Do you have any last words? I, I You wouldn't would hear cry. them. Out. I wouldn't I would hear would be that because I'd be screaming. I would definitely be crying. Oh, yeah. Listen, I would weep. If you drop me into any situation (laughs) there, I would weep. Yeah,
4: I'd be weeping a lot. I mean,
2: if you drop me into one of the high end brothels of uh, what's his name of uh, Lord, uh, you know. Yeah, we haven't seen him. No, what's his name? Pennywise, Pennywise? Pennyfinger, Littlefinger,
4: Littlefinger. Is he alive? He's alive. He's alive.
2: (laughs) Even if you took me to one of those, I I, I would weep out of fear of the women because they're too much woman for me. Like there wouldn't be a good place for me. I although that is the town I would choose. Right? that's where, Is that where you would live?
4: Um, I like the the kind of rose garden place. What was that one? Where Lady Marjorie. Um, yeah,
2: that's
5: the same that's town. The same one. That's yeah. uh, what's what it called? King's Landing.
3: King's Landing. King's yeah. Land. yeah, that's where I
2: Also, though, Dorne looks pretty nice.
5: Yep. Although Dorne's about to go yeah. crazy now.
4: <sighs> I don't know.
2: I don't think about do- What other deaths are we? Well, well, let's talk
5: about the dragons as well, because
4: I, I thought um, Tyrion was was very brave, but it was like he was talking to like if if a friend of yours said, "Hey, could you look after my dogs?" You know, but they're German shepherds or Labrador, you know, something that a little bit bigger than your, whatever, and you were trying to make friends with them the first time. That's sort of the voice and tone he was using to to um, to make sure that they would obey his orders. Uh, but then what? Ha- are they, they've flown out of another window. We decided that he left the front door open, but I think that will, door would be not be big enough for a dragon to get through.
2: Yeah, I've heard some talk about that. I, there must be a back. Door there must there. be a back. There must edge. be like a big sliding, like a, almost
4: like a or you
2: know, a bird.
4: You know, for a bird to fly out of, like a bird
2: house, right but much bigger because mm-hmm. it's two yeah, cause dragons. It's the dragons. Right. And there's also the third dragon somewhere, somewhere. out and about. Or Roasting maybe, rams. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's dead. Man, there's a lot going on right now over in West Anything
5: yeah. else, Black Tie? They haven't shown us that that room has like a back door in there, and that would be random to do right now. But I would say that... Um, uh, Tyrion dropped a line of dialogue which opens up the whole dragon thing. He goes, Dragons are smart. Like, up until now, we've they're like these mindless beasts. And then you can see you, even in his interactions with the dragons where one's kind of motioning to him, Hey, take my chain off. If we're, if we're, if we're playing now with smart, intelligent dragons, that chain is the whole ballgame. So that was pretty interesting. Um, but the last thing I want to point out, Hammer, you brought up Ned Stark and for season one, did you guys see the promo for episode three? Yes. And so the very end of the promo, you see Bran again having another flashback and two people fighting, essentially two different um, setups fighting, two different armies. That is a young Ned Stark going up against the Targaryen guard. And that is in front of the Tower of Joy because he's going to save his sister, Lyanna Stark.
2: Oh, when you just said Targaryen, by the way, that reminded me. I wouldn't want uh, anybody to die to poor molten. Iron on <laughs> my head. He that what happened
4: to the to the to 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 brother, the yep. and didn't get brother who dragged was along behind a behind a chariot for a while as well.
2: After they, uh, after they ironed up his I head, know, I don't know if we saw that. Maybe that. I thought there was
4: it someone before. who got dragged along by a chariot for a long I think way. He
2: made that happen. Did, did he, he do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe he did somebody that. to do that to, to right. someone else.
5: But yeah, so we get the young Ned Stark back. I've been waiting for this since season one, episode nine. That's going to be. Fun. And uh, All one, right. more, one more Young question. Sansa. One more question.
2: Who, why does Jamie Lannister and Cersei Lannister and that whole, and the Lannister gang have to live in fear of the religious organization? Can't the king, the, the boy king who makes It his sounds like gargery, that's coming. Can't they? Can't he just say at some point, like, "All right, enough's enough. Go." Uh, I tell you what I like about the. Is boy it because Kane? they have Marjorie, and so he doesn't want them to kill Marjorie? Maybe. And but otherwise, isn't it like, "All right, these people, these religious kooks. Hey, uh, Army, go kill them all. I don't, I, 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 don't like their nonsense anymore."
4: It sounds like that's coming. What I like most about him is that he is. How old are we supposed to believe he is? Like 12, 13 years old. He's making his time with Marjorie. Congratulations to him, age 12, 13. thirteen. Mean, I'd fine, be happy the, with it. The but, finest
2: specimen in right, all the in seven. All kingdoms. of the
4: seven kings. Kingdoms, is but, that
2: number one? Yeah, for me, yeah. Marjorie is yeah, Marjorie easily number is, one. Yep,
4: yeah, she's a she's a lovely looking woman. A lot of people but,
2: would go. A lot of people would go Sansa, but not me. No, I'm, I'm be with, Marjorie. Uh, yeah,
4: Marjorie. But uh, I like the fact that he wears his crown at all times. <laughs> <laughs> it's just quite an extraordinary. He's like a kid playing dress up. He's always he's always wearing that crown. and It's very like on the top of his head. There's just something funny about it. Even me.
2: into the bed with Marjorie. Yeah, I'm sure once he a, does. Wants to let her know. Ooh, who's look, lost. I've
4: got a crown. It's just funny
5: <laughs> that he wears that. Rob Stark's lady, though, that would be me. The dead lady now. Well, yeah, I know she's, mm,
2: she's dead, dead, but yeah, yeah, no, What's she, wrong with you, Black she, Black? Was, she was, she was, she was fine, but she was not. She's she was no, an attractive
4: she's woman, no Marjorie, Marjorie Tyrell.
2: Yeah, Marjorie is number one.
4: Um, yes.
2: All right. Well, listen, I think we've covered it all. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much left more to thorough say. anybody could be on uh, on the Game of Thrones. Uh, we've said it all for Episode Two, and we've said it all or maybe about 10% of what needs to be said about the draft. So we'll continue to cover that. Continue now as we shift into May and summertime. Hear me now. We're going to be shifting into certainly football. But as always, we keep our eye on the game of life. We're going to be talking NBA playoffs as these things heat up. Maybe a little puck. Certainly the game of thrones and the game of life, like I say, covered by me. Handsome Hank, black tie, and uh, our usual gang. Who are you pointing at? Maurice? I mean, Charles
4: Davis was here.
2: Oh yeah, well, I was—I was, I was going to say thanks to him, but Maurice is sorry he couldn't make it for our Thrones time. Maurice eight. is
4: promising that we're going to talk Game of Thrones, not just with him, but with other NFL players. I
2: know. We got to make sure that happens. Let's make, make that happen.
4: happen.
5: Um,
2: but all right, so great times in uh, Chicago, and thanks to Hytham uh, Kalani for producing the show out in Chicago as far as that goes. Go look that one up because I really thought that was a gangbusters podcast. Handsome, you didn't love that one, though. What? You didn't love the uh, the golf cart cast that we did. At, in I Kraft didn't get Netflix. to listen to it yet. Oh, you didn't? I saw it because you, you sent a tweet, and it said, uh, you could watch other I- – draft no, no, shows, no, 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 no. or you could watch this one. No, no, I think, I under, I, I, you misinterpreted I, it. I parsed your words. You're sensitive. That's the same thing as saying, like, of all the people who've ever been on this show, Handsome, you're definitely one of them.
4: Well, here's my uh, my intention by the tweet that is now 10 days old, and I'm glad we're, we're addressing this now, and you're so sensitive that I have to do this. My intention was, yeah, you could be watching NFL Network or ESPN's pre-game, pre-draft show, but if you want to have some fun, listen or watch the DDFP. Maybe you'd like to to issue a written apology to me.
2: uh, I I see no reason why. Ooh, that's one of the best things that uh, Kyle Long and I took care of, a written apology to a certain organization. That is uh, coming for you. Lots more fun for you at NFL.com slash podcasts and NFL.com and YouTube and NFL Now and all the rest of it. Thanks to Charles Davis and uh, thanks to Handsome Hank and thanks to you. We'll be back with another podcast later in the week. In the meantime... Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice
5: of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,